He also said to the disciples, there was a rich man who had a manager and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. And he called him and said to him, what is this that I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management for you can no longer be manager. And the manager said to himself, what shall I do since my master is taking the management away from me? I'm not strong enough to dig and I'm ashamed to beg. I've decided what to do so that when I'm removed from management, people may receive me into their houses. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, how much do you owe my master? He said, a hundred measures of oil. He said to him, take your bill, sit down quickly and write 50. Then he said to another, how much do you owe? He said, a hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, take your bill and write 80. Lord God, as we open your word, acknowledging that you are a God who speaks. We ask, Lord, that you would speak to us. Open our eyes to see what you have for us today. Open our ears to hear what it is you would speak to us today. And I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be pleasing to you, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. A couple of weeks ago, I preached a lot about trees and how they don't fall down and get uprooted and then there was 60 mile per hour straight line winds and lots of trees got uprooted. And I got lots of texts from lots of you. Some people claim they're atheists now because of that. So I wanna be careful with my illustrations today. Cool breeze. breeze. But I want to talk about this parable. Uh, It's one of the hardest parables in all, it's one of the weirdest parables that Jesus tells. Um, and people get really worried about it. What is Jesus talking about? This unjust manager, cutting deals, what is going on? What is Jesus praising in it? And what helps me think about it is actually the movie Ocean's Eleven. Great movie. In Ocean's Eleven, you have a team of thieves led by George Clooney characters, Danny Ocean. And watching Ocean's Eleven is always delightful because he's so clever, he's so suave, he's so uh, filled with ingenuity that you just admire it when they pull it off. And you kind of forget that they are robbing a casino, (laughs) that they are thieves. Um, We can sort of set aside the fact that he's a thief and we can admire his cleverness or the word that this passage talks about, shrewdness. Jesus is doing something similar, I think. He's drawing attention to a dimension of someone's character while not praising everything about them. He's drawing an analogy, and he's doing so in an alarming way to draw attention to issues that we don't really like to talk about, which is our possessions and our management of them or our stewardship of them. There's a word used throughout this passage, the word manager, And for us, you know, manager has a specific kind of um, meaning related to corporate life or whatever. It could also be translated steward. And the word that's behind it is actually the Greek word from which we get our word economy. So there's a lot going on there more than just manager. This is more than just Mr. Manager. There's this dimension where he is meant to steward everything that he's been given. And at the beginning of the parable, he's really, really bad at it. The word that's used is that he squanders everything. Now, 
This is Luke 16. Luke 15 has the parable of the prodigal son, which also uses that very vivid word, squander. The prodigal son goes into the far country and he squanders, wastes everything that his father gives him. We learn the same thing about this manager. This man was wasting his possessions, squandering his possessions. And the manager is called to account, and that's when he snaps into action. Oh no, my life is about to fall apart. I don't have anything. And he just confesses his own laziness. I don't wanna dig holes, and I don't wanna beg. So what am I going to do for myself? Well, he starts cutting these deals with the people under him so that they will see him as generous and that when he's fired, he'll have people that can rely upon him. And this is where a lot of the heat comes in on the commentaries, um, which I'm sure you're super interested in, but I'll skip over all of that. Because the point is that he's being shrewd. He understands that while he's still manager, he has an asset, his own position, that he can leverage to his own benefit. And that's what Jesus admires about this manager is his shrewdness. There's a parallel between the dishonest manager acting shrewdly so that he might be received in the homes of his friends and between what Jesus commends. Because what Jesus goes on to say is act shrewdly with unrighteous mammon so that you might be received into eternal tents of glory. How you use your resources has this much larger ripple effect. What Jesus goes on to say in the story is probably something that you've heard before, but it's always worth reflecting on. What Jesus says later in the chapter is, if you have not been faithful in unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you the true riches? How we act in the small things is indicative of how we'll act in the big things. As one commentator puts it, money or our resources are an index to our character. Money is an index to our character. How we handle the small things in indicates how we'll handle the big things. And Jesus is saying, hey, money isn't everything. You can't worship it. It will fail you as a God, but it does point to how you will act with things that you're entrusted with. So act shrewdly with what God gives you. Act shrewdly. Make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so when it fails, they may receive you into eternal dwellings. That's verse nine of the parable. We didn't read that, but I'm reading it to you now, so you're welcome. Make friends for yourself by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into eternal dwellings. Jesus says it's gonna fail, just like it did for the manager. He loses his position. The ground's gonna crumble underneath him. He's not gonna have it anymore. But for that moment when he still does have it, he leverages it. He acts shrewdly. Shrewdness is a virtue that Jesus commends. Who knew? It's pretty good. Shrewdness is this ability to think beyond the immediate and to leverage what we have and amplify it. This week, um, I, we have a monthly pastors group that we're part of called the Anchored Collective. And this month, um, this week, we met at White Rock Center of Hope, which is right here on Garland Road. They have a thrift store and they do a lot of amazing things for, for the community. 
I think they act very shrewdly in the way that they do what they do. Because what they do is they say, hey, you have stuff. Instead of taking it to Goodwill or putting it on the curb, bring it to us and we will sell that stuff and we will turn it into food, rent relief, utilities, job training for people who live in the East Dallas area. To me, that's a kind of shrewdness. Taking a resource, an old shirt, your Microsoft Zune that maybe you don't even have the cable for anymore, but somebody somewhere wants a vintage. Y'all remember the Zune? No, you don't because the iPod completely crushed it. <laughs> but it was a thing you could listen to MP3s on and they can turn it into rent relief and utilities. That's shrewdness, taking a resource and leveraging it and amplifying it. And in the kingdom, God can take our money and amplify it. He can multiply it. He can turn it into ministry and blessing and extend generosity to people by means of the resources that he's given to us. Jesus talks about mammon. He says, one who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much. And the one who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in unrighteous wealth, who will entrust you with true riches? The inverse is true. If you're faithful with unrighteous wealth, if you leverage it, if you think of it as something more than just money, then it can be amplified. So mammon is not a good God <laughs> because when we worship resources, it fails us. That's what Jesus says. Mammon will fail you. Mammon is a bad God, but mammon can be an excellent resource that God can then use for good. Being shrewd for the kingdom means seeing our lives and our resources in such a way that extends the kingdom and commends that kingdom to others. And it's not just dollars and cents, though that is sort of the baseline. It's my home. How can I leverage my home for the extension of the kingdom? How can I leverage my relationships? How can I leverage my position in my workplace, my place in this community? Every dimension of our lives is a resource that can be leveraged and amplified through shrewdness so that the kingdom might be extended and so that the kingdom might be built. Um, if all you take from this is Jesus is asking you to be shrewd, that's great. <laughs> because if you can take that in your life and pray, Jesus, how can I be shrewd with my relationships, with my resources, my bank account, my job, my everything? That's the invitation to go sort of be like Danny Ocean, <laughs> to be clever and ingenious and shrewd. That's what Jesus is commending. As a way to close uh, today, I'm gonna pray and then I'm gonna invite uh, Jeremy Radcliffe up. Jeremy is the treasurer of our vestry. So he has to be shrewd <laughs> with our resources and make sure that our budget is in alignment with our vision. That's a huge part of what our vestry is there for, is this relationship between the clergy staff and the vestry. 
where we say, this is, these are the vision, this is the vision, this, these are the values, and we have this bucket of money and resources, how do we align those things? How do we amplify those things? So let me pray, and then I'll invite Jeremy up, and he's just gonna kind of give you a snapshot of where we're at um, with some things. Lord, we thank you for your word, even when it's kind of weird. Um, and when you ask of us things that are unexpected, we ask that we could be shrewd. Um, I ask for us and for myself that we could look at the things that you've given us in every dimension of our lives as resources that are meant to be stewarded and amplified and leveraged for the extension of your kingdom. And I pray that we at St. Bart's would be a generous people because we recognize that you can do so much more with our resources than we can do ourselves. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.